Date night. It is date night. Is this thing on? It is now. <laughs> so we've had a bit of an incident for those of you who haven't seen on our socials. Very sad. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at you with a really sad face. Carry on. Last night we watched, enjoyed and recorded a podcast on speed. Five stars. No, we didn't. Sorry, didn't watch a podcast on speed. Oh, we, yeah, yeah we, no, we didn't. Yeah, <laughs> Let's just clarify that. Yeah, yes. yes. Well done for that. Picking up on that. We watched the film Speed <laughs> and then we recorded a podcast on it. And that was five stars. The film, not anything else. <laughs> yeah, we, we recorded it. We'd had a bit of a, a snafu with the recorder earlier and I did not check even though it looked like it was recording, like it genuinely, like I looked down at the recorder from time to time and, you know, the, the timer was turning, the little things were going up and down, the soundy things were going up and down. And so for all intents and purposes, we recorded 33 minutes of excellent content. And then this morning when I went to edit it, no, nothing. <laughs> silence. Yeah, just silence. Aww. So I'm very sad. I am. Like, I've said this on the socials. I realise there are much more important things going on in the world. Like, I completely appreciate that, but there is a little bit of me that is a bit gutted because it, I really enjoyed that film. It's the fact that you came to wake me up to I tell know. me. Yeah. Well, I I wanted to see if you were awake, and then <laughs> I sort of tootled around in the bedroom hoping that you would wake up, and you did. <laughs> there was no reason for me to actually be there. But yeah, and I was so sad. But there we go. It's yes. gone. The Speed podcast Fortunately, has gone. I have. I don't think there's any point of just re-recording our thoughts on it 24 no, hours no, later. No, 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 I'm not yeah, doing that. That's, no. that's not we've, our We've bag. done that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I had another film in backup because before Speed, I gave you the option of an action film or a rom-com. And I chose an action because, like, wouldn't you just... And I was always saying to you last night, there's one bit that I will repeat. I was saying to you last night that I just don't feel that I need romantic comedies in my life anymore since meeting you, which you took as like this major compliment last night and got all shy and like... You yeah. don't pay me any compliments. Yes, I know that, Mark. But I, didn't, I don't think this is like... Is this a, com- a compliment to say that I don't need romantic comedies in my life because you're here? I'm taking it Are as well. Are you taking it as yeah. well? Fair enough. Take I what you can I get. I love an act- like 90s action just appeals to me so much more than romantic comedies. I love Bridget Jones' Diary because it was a part of my life at a very specific time. Like I went around London looking for all of the, <laughs> the places, all the locations. I dragged you to one of them, didn't I, once as well? To Bridget's flat. Uh, and I dragged you to the place where she hooked up with Mark Darcy at the end of it. Yes. I found it f- just for you. Thank so I was you. feeling quite romantic. Wow. Those so, days are gone. Yeah, that's gone now. <laughs> now I'm making you watch my favourite film of the 90s. Oh. <laughs> it's that one. Yes. Now I think you've seen at least bits of this. Only because you, every time it comes on the telly, like we, we have to sit and watch it. Yes. So we're going to watch 10 Things I Hate About You. Which is a film that you have talked to me about ever since we just started going out together. I unironically love this film. Mm. Um, what do you know about it? So it's a Shakespeare alternative. Is it Taming of the Shrew? Yeah, it's Taming of the Shrew. So Taming of the Shrew, which I've actually, I've not seen the original Shakespeare. Obviously I didn't in like 
the 16th century. But I've, I've not ever seen on the stage. I've seen a lot of Shakespeare's on the stage and I've never seen Taming of the Shrew, mm. although I understand the premise. Mm. Um, it's one of the few Shakespeare's I have seen on stage. Oh, that's interesting because it's, it's, not, like, it's not your Romeo and Juliet, it's not your Macbeth, it's it was not on your a Hamlet. school trip to Stratford. Ah, it was okay. Timothy Shrew with Josie Lawrence as the oh, Shrew. Wow. Which tells you exactly what year I went to school. I was just thinking that plots it right in the, <laughs> uh, in the, in the, in the age bracket, doesn't 1995. it? 1995, wow. yeah. Might be 96, but yeah. Um, I know Heath Ledger is in it a young Heath Ledger although of course he was very young when he died Mm. but um sort of is he sort of early 20s in this so it's 1999 so yeah yeah yeah, it will be and the woman who's in the Bourne trilogy whose name totally escapes me Julia Stiles that's it that's it she's in it is is um is ah um (laughs) Inception Gordon Joseph Gordon Levitt, Joseph Gordon Levitt, is he in it? No. Oh. Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just gone through all of that. Yes, yes, he is in it. Right. Yes. There we go. That's all I know in terms of leads mm. in inverted commas okay. and the premises of the. I'd film. say they're three. They're three of the four leads. So okay. yeah, you've done well there. And I know people quote the dialogue all the time yeah, I do yeah I know yeah you Although, just probably don't realise that yeah I, I'm really intrigued to see what comes up here that you just shout at me all the time and I just kind of go oh that's a funny thing to say <laughs> oh well I'm, I'm more looking forward to it now than I was okay A I'm still sad about speed because I really enjoyed that B <laughs> it's a romantic comedy which I've kind of fallen out of love with but this makes me happier I thought it was going to be something awful i thought it was going to be like a matthew mcconaughey is that how you say his name matthew yeah. mcconaughey yeah i'm thinking about it too much um a matthew mcconaughey's sort of um kate what's her name like how one. to lose a guy in 10 yes, days yes that's what i'm thinking of i think that's mid 2000s yeah i just thought it was going to be something like that and I when really have wasn't... i ever spoke to you about well, films like that i don't know mark but you, you sometimes you pick some really random films for reasons, so yeah, so I'm pleased. I'm pleased. Right, come on. But, let's but get on before with it. we start, just to make this people aware, this is without irony my favorite film of the nineties. Um, is it not one of your favorite films of all time? Like it's the one that you talk to me the most about. I think. Oh, or, or it's least... top five. Yeah. 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 And there's no reason for that. Like, I'd, like I, I enjoy it on every level. But I'm interested to know. I'm interested to know your thoughts. Okay. Um, rather than. I, why you love yes, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, don't sway me particularly. No, no. Okay, right, right. Let's go watch it. Yay! There's a difference between like and love. Because I like my Skechers, but I love my Prada backpack. Bianca Stratford is the most popular girl at Padua High. You're asking me out? I'm down. I've got the 411. And you are not going out and getting jiggy with some boy. I don't care how dope his ride is. Her sister, Kat, is something else entirely. People perceive you as somewhat tempestuous. Hair switch is the term used most often. The only thing they have in common. I am the only girl in school who's not dating. Oh, no, you're not. Your sister doesn't date. Is one simple rule. Okay, you can date. When she does. But she's a mutant. What if she never dates? Then you'll never date. Oh, I like that. For Cameron, no one will go out with her. It's a problem. Would any of you be interested in dating Katarina Stratford? <laughs> Maybe if we were the last two people alive. 
And there were no goats. Are there goats? For Patrick. And what about him? I heard he ate a live duck once. Everything but the beak and feet. It's a challenge. So you two are going to help me tame the wild beast. Absolutely. And for Cat. Cat. It's about time. Well, come on, think about it. Me with my arm around you. You covered in my vomit. I'd like to discuss tomorrow night with you. Now, as you know, it's the prom. Touchstone Pictures presents. Stay cool, bro. Yes, you. A story for every guy who's ever tried. You never give up, do you? Was that a yes? No. Well, then was that a no? No. Every girl who's ever hoped. You're not as vile as I thought you were. This is not good. And anyone who's ever been taken completely by surprise. She kissed me. Where? In the car. Concentrating awfully hard, considering it's gym class. Ten Things I Hate About You. Well, that's the most 90s film I've ever seen in my entire life, and also the most you film I've ever seen in my entire life. Just to let everyone know, uh, Mark was crying at the end, and not with laughter, just because he's really, really soppy. I, I don't even care. I know you don't. <laughs> Are we actually recording this? Yeah, yeah. With sound? Yeah, well, oh, well. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, it's you. It ticks all the boxes. High schools. Yeah. So you've got high school, big high school, where the, I mean, it looked like something from sort of 19th century, didn't it? The... Uh, turrets and I mean it's huge. Yes, yeah. Really old fashioned rather than like a modern day high school. It looks like a like a college, like mm. an Ivy League college, which it might may, may very well be. Yeah. Um But then they've got the huge playing fields that all of these sort of high school American high school films have. Yeah. Where like for PE they're doing archery. Yeah. And then yeah. they've got like women's soccer. They've got people doing marching bands in the background. They've got a bit of everything, haven't they? You've also then got, next one down the line, all the different factions from high school. But this time they're sort of putting... You know, you get the jocks, the geeks, etc. Yeah. But this time they've got cowboys and Ivy Leaguers and, yeah. And uh, coffee nerds. Yeah. Because obviously Seattle in the 90s was where Starbucks started. Totally. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I just looked it up. It's actually a high school. Wow, well, I mean, public imagine, high school. Imagine going somewhere like it looks like a castle. So much so that the band is playing on the roof at the end. <laughs> yeah, a bit of Brian May. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and then every single scene, every single scene has music attached to it. It really reminded me of, although the film I'm going to mention is much more bawdy, but it really reminded me of American Pie. So that every scene you go into, you're starting with a song. And the song sometimes stays with you the whole scene. Yeah. But then often just just fades out. Same year. Is uh, it? It must be, yeah. I, I, I love the fact that no one has any eyebrows. <laughs> I remember those days. Those days stayed with me so much, I recently had to get my eyebrows tattooed onto my face. <laughs> because in the 90s and early 2000s, you just didn't have any eyebrows. You got rid of them. So much so, they're not here anymore. Oh. And then everyone's wearing a crop top. Yep, and I a choker. 
I was there. I used to wear crop tops. Gone are those days, but <laughs> you, you kind of think, wow, yeah, everything was a, a crop. And little square spaghetti strap tops as well. And yeah. camouflage. Yeah. Um, and uh, Julia Styles wears the All Saints pants as well. The cargo pants. Oh, I had them in every colour. Every <laughs> single colour. Um, yeah, just th- th- curtains for, for the lads. Just everything. Heath Ledger wears some amazing PVC trousers oh, at one point. Oh, does. They're quite sparkly. Yeah, like, looked like it's in a club, so you can't mm. really tell with the light, but they look sort of navy blue purple yeah. PVC pants. And they get all the club scenes as well. The club and then the prom at the end. Like, you and I, I could smell what that club, that, was it Club Skunk or something yeah. like that that she goes to, which is like an indie club. I could feel the sticky floor. I could smell, like, you know, back in the day when people smoked and you could smell the smoke and you can you can smell the cheap alcohol as well. The blue wickeds, you know, the bottles of hooch. VK. Yeah. It just, it totally rang true, but in that hyper-stylised way. And even the prom, you know, you always go at your prom in a place where there's no windows. It's usually in an older building with carpeted floors. Oh, I was definitely was. Upstairs. Ours was in a um, in the Portland Hotel in Hull on Paragon Street. Yeah. Um, quite a modern building. It's now student accommodation, I believe. Oh, yeah. And it was the same night as England and Columbia in the nineteen ninety eight World Cup. Wow. So everyone just sat there and watched that, and then got on with the prom afterwards. So, I think this is quite a complex film for ninety seven minutes. I agree with that, to be honest with you. I think they do a lot of work in the first half hour. Uh You have to establish a large amount of cast. Yeah. And then you have the... He's trying to get him to go out with her, but they need him to pay her, although she actually wants to go out with him. And I I didn't find that difficult. I don't know whether... Because obviously you've got the Shakespeare element running underneath. Yeah. But I didn't find it particularly difficult because everyone had their defined roles. So you knew exactly who... When Heath Ledger walks in, you know who he is. When Michael... Is it Michael? Yeah, Michael. Yeah, Michael. David Crumpholz. Good, yeah. So when I was about to call him William, because that's <laughs> what he ends up with at the end. But So Michael, when he comes in, you know exactly who he is. He is the... He's going to become the new guy's best friend. Yeah. Even though they've only just like been thrown together. And we know that he is geeky... And he he's incredibly well read. He's going to be very intelligent, but no one's going to want to hang out with him. You can just see that in the way that he holds himself. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you know that jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the new guy Cameron. We like don't get any backstory to him. Why he's new? Oh, he's he's an uh, what? Um, Alison Jenny calls an army brat. Yeah. Right. So okay, he moves around schools all the time. So he has to make friends really quickly. Fine. So there he is. No one really cares where he lives. Has he got any friends? Has he got any family? He's in it, he's seen a girl, he fancies her, he wants to go out with her. And you never see any part of his life other no. than, yeah, that's his parents, no. that's he, anything. Yeah. In fact, the men in this film, you know less about them than you do the women. Because at least with Bianca and Kat, you see their home life, you get a bit of backstory in that the mum's left. Yeah. And the, the father is therefore overly protective of his two girls. You get more about them than you actually do about the men. Written by two women. There we go. Hurrah! Uh, two women and William Shakespeare, obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> gets yeah. a credit. It really did feel that way, actually. And 
clearly cat as you know a bit of a um i I really hesitate to call a feminist icon because i think that's putting it a bit too far but she clearly comes she has something different on there's a a difference to her on screen than there is a number of the other women when i'm thinking about american pie although you have got um a lot of diversity in terms of you know you've got um natasha leone's character um, who is very different from some of the other girls. Yeah. But ma- majority of them are just looking for the boys and wanting to either have sex with them or not have sex with them. You know, yes. that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think the characters are amazingly well written. I mean... And so quickly, like you... Yes, they're stereotypical, but they are interesting. Yeah. And I think everyone, all the good people have the best intentions. Mm-hmm. Um there's only really Joey who was a knobhead in this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he's, he's actually a really good, he's a really good one um, because he he's not meant to have any sort of, you're not meant to get to the end and feel sorry about him or, or understand why he's so conceited, why he's um, really selfish. He just is what he is, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's the villain of the piece. Also in uh, Stars in Independence Day doesn't star in Independence Day, is in Independence Day. Is he? Yes. What what is he in Independence Day? He's the guy who says, you know, we don't want to die of virgins. Oh, is he? Yes. He reminded me a lot of Ski Ulrich in his facial Yeah, he's got that he's got very much that look. If you look at him now, mm. um he's very much Oh wow, God yeah. that that could be an old Ski Ulrich actually. Yeah, it's really yeah. sort of um, the facial features are so similar. Yeah. They've all, they've all grown up very well. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah. Let's not go down that route just <laughs> yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, so this was... Let's actually, let, let's address it. Okay. This was Heath Ledger's breakout role. Mm-hmm. Uh, two years before this, he was doing small spots in Home and Away. Okay. And yeah, for, uh, two years after this, he was doing uh, A Knight's Tale. Yeah. And uh, what was the other one that he did? The big breakout. The Patriot. Oh, right, okay, I didn't see that one. Mm. I think he is amazing in this. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean... Just, <laughs> I think you just, were a li- little bit in love with just, Heath Ledger. Just for the film. avoidance of doubt, anything, mm. I, everyone in this is amazing. Yes, of course. But, yeah. Um, what what do you think of him in this? Because it's thought, different to probably other things you've seen him in. Well, I've only ever seen him in A Knight's Tale, and um, I was about to say Joker, but obviously he plays the Joker in um, Dark Knight. Yeah. Um... I think it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because you do tend to look back at these things knowing what happened to him yes. and how sad that was, that he was clearly in a place in his life that wasn't particularly good. Mm. When when he died, um, we don't necessarily understand the full circumstances of, of, of his death. Mm. Only his close friends and family will know that. But clearly in the medication that he was taking and in the state of mind he was in at that time by all accounts he was not in a particularly good place and yeah. that that makes me feel very sad so when you look back at films like this there is you know you you do have that tendency to perhaps overly place what you now know happened onto this performance having said that i think he's very charismatic I think he sells it well. Mm. He seems like a really nice guy. Like, he just seems to be... And again, like, you, you're 
you're thinking about what happened in the future but he seems to have sort of almost like the world at his feet in this film and i'm thinking about the outtakes that are at the end yeah where he's clearly well liked by the cast mm. he's having a good joke he's you know julia styles is laughing her socks off at this things that he's doing he's pulling pranks and he just seems to be such a positive relaxed presence and maybe i wouldn't be saying that if i didn't know what happened do you know what do you yeah, know what i, I mean t- i totally agree um, with that. I, th- I think he he does really well in it mm. there was only one scene that where i thought the acting got d- didn't quite quite work and it was when they're on the pedalo yeah and it's just i don't know whether it was just a bad take but they start on the pedalo and he's like so what did you why didn't you do that how did you get me out of detention i think that's more i think that's a bit of exposition. I think that's bad writing of the script yeah. rather than he's asked... Yeah, it's completely unnatural the way mm. he phrases that mm. question. Yeah. Uh, but I'd put that down to the script rather than anything okay. else. <laughs> um, Julia Stiles, um, again, came from absolutely nowhere. She was only in bit parts before this. Mm. I think she pulls it off really well. Yeah, I agree. Um, if anything, like, we talk about like how they have to come from nowhere. The two best-known people in this were... Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who was in Third Rock from the Sun at yes. the time, and Larissa Releniak, who plays Bianca, mm. who was Alex Mack. Yes, I was trying to think, why do I know her? Because she's got, she's so, like, she's got such a photogenic look about her. She's, yeah. she's absolute 90s girl. <laughs> um, very sort of Disney as well. Like, you could imagine her oh, coming she's very from, Disney Channel. from Disney Channel. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I thought she was really good. She was really entertaining presence. I'm really surprised she hasn't gone on to do more. Yeah, I was going to ask you what she did. She's the only thing I've. I mean, she's she's still acting, and she's still in things that we haven't necessarily watched. Um, the only thing I've ever seen her turn up in is Mad Men. Okay. Uh, she oh, plays, I can imagine her in that. Actually, she plays the yeah. wives of one of the um, one of the execs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, Mad Men's a brilliant show, but yeah, that's the only thing I've ever seen her in mm. beyond anything else. Where yeah. it's obviously. Heath Ledger and even Julia Stiles has gone on to oh, do. Yeah. Julia Stiles is doing a show called Riviera that's been going since 2017. Which which we see like season seven. It's of always Riviera. advertised. By Sky always advertised the shit out of it, and I've never known anyone heard, ever mention but it. But I've heard like good things about it, and obviously it's been going for such a long time. I feel like I should watch it. I was I was about to say that to you the other day. I was like, should we watch that Riviera because it's mm. meant to be, and it's the sort of thing like right now in the middle of a pandemic you could really do with. Uh, you know, people on boats, people with you know big blue oceans, and yeah. you know what I mean? like, rich people on boats <laughs> is essentially what I think Riviera is, and I kind of need a bit of that in my life. Makes sense. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt obviously has done so much. I mean, you could just list and list and list what he's what he's been up to. Yeah, and obviously he's just making a comeback now. He's um, took a few years out for to look after his kids, like okay, to get to yeah. know his kids, and now mm-hmm. I think he's come back. Um, obviously, he was in 7500, which mm-hmm. I reviewed on the main show. Yes, he is. Um, and I think he's in something else, which I've seen come up recently, um, which I can't remember. I'm just going to look up now. Oh, he's in The Trial of the Chicago 7, which is coming out on oh, Netflix quite out. soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the thing I... A lot. One of the things I love about this is the kind of secondary players and below. I think David Crumholtz, who plays Michael, is yeah. 
brilliant in he this. He is brilliant. Um, I mean, he's he's now the guy I think you ring if you can't get Jake Johnson. Yeah, like, if he looks you, very similar. If you look yeah. at him now... Oh, wow, God, it's like... I know I haven't got my glasses on or anything, but you're, like, you're showing yeah. me people and it's like, oh, they look like others, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he, he was in... I think he made his breakthrough in Num Threers. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's been in, like, The Deuce. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in The Plot Against America, which mm-hmm. I think you yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah, I said that, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's in loads of stuff yeah. um he's aged well hasn't he yeah yeah he's done yeah he's he done very well great. for himself <laughs> um cat's best mate yeah. who, who gets a side plot tagged on at the very end tiny little thing on the end yeah i i really enjoyed that because when you open her um what's it called when the locker opens yes. she's got a picture of henry the eighth in there and i was i was like that oh would God, that would be me. That. that but that was me. That was me. I wouldn't have necessarily have a photo of William Shakespeare, but I would have had Henry VIII and his six wives, um, all in my locker. Um, and yeah, I thought <laughs> very sweet at the end where he's you know reciting the Shakespeare turn. It's really nice to see women like that who like those sorts of things who have a thing. And we all have a thing in our lives, don't we? But especially at that age, you have your little thing that you like that might not necessarily be seen to be the most popular thing. Yeah. If you're a lover of literature, that that sort of stuff, or history. And then to, to that she wasn't portrayed as someone who wasn't popular or who had no friends or who wasn't trendy. She was there at the club. She had her best mate. Mm. They obviously got on together. Um, and there's a lovely line at one point where she's talking to Kat and, she, and she's sort of like rolling her eyes at, you know, how, how it always goes for them. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, we, that's that's kind of how we do things around Making it. a statement, you know, that's yeah. a change. There yeah. we go. I knew you'd know the line. Yeah. Yes. So real tongue in cheek, but no sense that they felt uh, like unhappy because they weren't in in quotes, the popular gang or the beautiful gang. I'm pretty sure that there is a bigger plot between her and Michael um, that they've just had to put in a bare minimum to make sense of why they're dressed up like that at the prom. I agree. And I also wondered what happened to Alison Janney because she was there right at the beginning writing her erotic fiction and then she she never comes back. And there's a a, a takeout? An outtake. outtake. (laughs) <laughs> I'm thinking about takeaways. Um, there's an outtake at the end where she's with the like the sports guy, the person who's in detention that we only meet once, the teacher. It's not the it's not oh, the sports not teacher. Right. It's the director, oh, Gil Younger. Right. So and okay. I think I think what they were making out was that Kat and um, Bianca are walking around the corner, yeah. and them two are like pretending to kiss, Pretend, and yeah. they didn't know that they were going to be there because right. obviously it's the director. Yeah, I thought it was an outtake with the guy, the teacher who is in mm. detention. But anyway, yeah. So maybe she wasn't meant to come back in then. I I, I think they've edited this down to as mm. little as they. Put. I mean, there is absolutely yeah. no fat on this film no, whatsoever. Not at all. Um, it is a tight ninety-seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Every, the plot is always moving, mm-hmm. apart from when she finds a dress in her <laughs> locker. But yeah, two unsung heroes in this. Okay, Larry Miller as the dad, Walter Stratford. Oh, I was just about to ask you about that. Who is he? So you'll. Probably he's, he's been I in lots him? of things. Um, I think his most famous role, apart from this, is he is. I've only seen it a couple of times. He's in Pretty Woman. 
as the store owner, where she goes and tries to buy loads of... No. No? No, I don't know him from that. Um, okay, well that was... Um... The only bit in Pretty Woman where she goes to, what's, where she goes to buy clothes... Mm. I thought it's it's like two women, but I didn't know there was a man. There involved, is a point so. where he goes in. Yeah, he okay. is in Pretty Woman. Right. Um, he's in. Oh, he's in so many different things. Right. I just feel I know him really well, and I can't. It's almost like he was being like somewhere like in Friends or something like that, where you go, oh yeah, it's that guy. But yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. we'll, look, we'll look him up after. Yeah, um, and Daryl Chill Mitchell as Mr. Morgan, the English teacher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Do you know the story behind him? No, I haven't got a clue. Two years after this, he was in a motorcycle accident oh. and paralysed. Really? Yeah, um, so he's in a wheelchair. Um, he's still carried on acting. Yeah, he yeah. Had, he's got, had loads of roles in um, a TV show called Ed, which was always used to be on, like, around, just before something I used to watch. Like, maybe it was on Before Lost or something like mm. that. Uh, but he's been in Fear the Walking Dead. Great. He's in one of those things like NCIS or something mm, like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's really good at that. Yeah, I, he I, is really good. Just so charismatic. Yeah, uh, and yeah. making a point. Yeah, and making it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, even the like tiny characters, like there is just a recurring joke, it happens twice, where Kat is tearing down the posters for the prom yes. and there's the same and girl the both same times girl. getting really pissed off because yeah, she yeah, just yeah. put up the poster. It's really funny. Yeah. There, there are loads of those and some some of the jokes are very, it's very slapstick. It's a lot of falling over. There's a lot of, you know, you could almost put the boing. Sort yeah, of, there is a know. scene where David Crumholtz has to ride his bike down the yeah. bank and just no point in it. Just oh, a bit yeah. of a, uh, yeah. I don't think you get that in things like American Pie. You get, mm. um, I hate, I don't want to use the word bawdy again because I've used it once, but you know, that it's it's very sexualised yes. comedy. It's not, like you say, quite innocent people falling over mm. or, you know, having things done to them that are, you know, I mean, the only thing is when someone draws a penis on David Cross's face. You but know, it's that's the sort of, Yeah, I know, yeah. but that's the, the the closest you get yeah. to something like that. Well, and, uh, I mean, obviously we all know the premise of American Pie, mm-hmm. whereas in this, um, Patrick, uh, Patrick Verona. Yeah. Yeah, and Stratford, and yeah. And Padua School as well. I don't Padua. understand what that's a reference to. Yes, you do. I don't. Uh, Padua is a place in um, one one of the Shakespeare's. I don't oh. know whether it is same with the show, it, it, but yeah, right, it, okay. it arrives. I've I've never yeah. known that. So, oh no, yeah, that's interesting. yeah, okay. Um, there is a point where he clearly wants to kiss uh, Cat, but she's so drunk and he's like, no, no, we should do this another time. Whereas in American Pie, it's like, let's get him drunk at the party. Yeah, and... there's actually a lot about consent in this, which is why I'm interested that you said that it was um, uh, written by two women. Yeah. Because I was thinking, oh, this is quite an interesting one compared to some of the other films that were coming out at, at the time and sort of the 90s teenage teenage films, especially with Kat and her sister talking about mm. how Joey had, they'd gone out with, you know, Kat and Joey had gone out. Yeah. She had felt that she needed to have sex because other people were doing it and mm. then she told them that she didn't want to anymore and he put pressure on her and then, like, they, they split finished. up. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of that going on, which I don't think you would necessarily get in some of the other films. No, absolutely not. No. Um, yeah, it, 
I mean, I remember watching this for the first time. It was on like Channel Four mm-hmm. on a Friday night, um, just after I like I'd watched something else, and then it was on, and I was like, oh, "What's this? <laughs> it's girls' film." <laughs> and then just carried on watching it all the way through. Did you cry then as well. I, I don't know. Probably I bet not. You did. Probably I bet you not. Did. No. Um, about that scene. Mm-hmm. So I get quite emotional at the ten things I hate about you scene. Mm. I believe, and this might be Evan Legend, that she wasn't scripted to cry during it, and that oh, was a natural reaction. Okay. Um, and then she kept it in, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why I get so. Maybe emotional. that is it. Yeah, I think the other thing as well. I was thinking about this. This is another compliment for you, by the way. So be prepared. The second one in in. Are we actually many, recording this many one? Many days now. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it out. Um, but the it's interesting you're talking about Patrick and his response to. Cat getting drunk at this party because Joey's really, really, and we've all been there. Joey's really, really like upset, yeah. And people are going around giving out shots, and she's letting her hair down, but it just goes a bit too far. Mm. And he's there to almost be like a protective presence, yeah. And he looks after her and sort of gu- guides her through this without judging guides her through this this period and, and sort of makes sure that she doesn't, like, she knocks her head, make sure she doesn't, like, yeah. hurt herself or anything like that. And that really reminded me of you and, like, the way that you behave on a night out and the way that you are with many of the women who are your friends, like, in, in your life. Not just with, like, people like me. Yeah. But people like me. There's not more than one of me. Uh, better not be. But, you know, with, with, with your friendship groups in that yeah. you are... So you are someone who can um, drink quite a lot anyway without it really sort of, you know, do, doing much to you. Um, but on a night out, you are often that... I don't want to call you sensible because that's not what I mean. But you are you're very reasonable. You can be very protective, but not in an aggressive way, and just steering things so that everyone has a nice time. And I've always known that about you. And that he really reminded me of the way that you would approach those sorts of situations. Say more things like that. <laughs> no, that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> the only thing that really puts me off it is I just think. Heath Ledger just looks so much older than the rest of the cast and comes across as older. And I don't know whether... I mean, I say it puts me off it, but it was just something that didn't quite didn't quite sit right with me. It, I think it would have been better if they had said, oh, he's repeated a couple of years or he's come from... So, he just seemed to be so much more mature than the rest of the cast. So he is two years older than Julia Stiles, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Larissa mm-hmm. Larissa Oleniak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he's the same age. Right. David Krumholtz is older than all four of them. Wow. Um, Joey Donna is the same age. Uh, so Joey is the same age as um, Heath Ledger. Okay. And Gabrielle Union is seven years older than the, everyone else. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I've got that one wrong. That Maybe it's yeah. just the way that he carries himself in the, in the film is yeah. that he, he is. And like I was saying about sort of his his personality is, mm. he is, I suppose, the mature presence. Yeah, because he's spent... I mean, look, like if we're going into the law of the film, mm. he has spent a year looking after his grandfather. He's not very well. Yeah. In Milwaukee. He has lived a life by the sounds of it. He's um, looking after cows. He's moved. Yeah, he's moved. Is that a That's what he said. He was looking after cows. What? 
I don't think he says that. I th- yeah, he said he was doing things with cows. He said he's heating up spaghetti hoops and watching Wheel of Fortune. Oh, maybe I've heard something wrong. <laughs> In I'm... my mind, he's like cow wrangling with his granddad. No, that's that's Brokeback Mountain, honey. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> he would go on to do that. Yeah, no, genuinely, I was. I'm sure I heard something about cows. Anyway, carry on. Just... I mean, look. I fully understand that I might have missed something. No, and... no, you you will not. You know this like line by line. You've just you've just regurgitated something about spaghetti hoops that I didn't hear. I'd love to know why what you've heard as oh, cows. We'll watch it again yeah. tomorrow, and you can tell me where that where I'm it was. Sure we'll be fine. Um, we'll carry on with life, not knowing that. Could we talk about just to finish off? Yes. Could we talk about the music in this? Because the soundtrack is brilliant. Yes. One of the songs ended up on a mixtape that you made me when we first started going out. That's that's definitely true. Which yeah. is very, very sweet. Um, but the bands, can we talk about the bands? Because there's live music in this. Yes. Two or three times. Once, well, there'll be more. But the ones that I remember is Club Skunk yeah. with the no doubt cover version letters to clear yeah because they couldn't get gwen stefani and then the prom there's another like a scar scar band yeah um tell me about them because you no doubt will know everything so letters to clear are are an actual scar band who are you know they're on spotify they um yeah they're just a proper band they're Um, a ripoff of no doubt though aren't they I mean, she, her hair is in little knots, and I think that's just the blonde, and she sounds like Gwen. She looks like Gwen Stefani. That's just the style at the time. I think mm. I don't know who the band, the prom band are. Okay. Oh yes, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, um, they are called Save Ferris. Oh, as in Bueller. Yes, that is a reference to Ferris Bueller, which mm. I know you haven't seen. No, I haven't. Because we talked about that on the... The Lost podcast. Now Lost Speed podcast, because Alan Rook's in it. Alan Rook's in Speed. And he's also Ferris Bueller's Day Out. You know I haven't seen it, so I'm... Ferris Bueller's Day Out. Is it his day out? Ferris Bueller's Day Out. Okay. I mean, it does have a day out. That's the point. He's not just sat around like... I do know cinema. I really promise that I do. It's just sometimes it doesn't quite come out right. Ferris Bueller's fantastic journey. <laughs> well, I probably would come out with that one day. Yeah, it's okay. So I might have a little, little listen to the soundtrack next week. It's, yeah, I mean, there's, I don't know whether there's actually a around. soundtrack on Spotify. Okay, someone will. But there will be a playlist, together, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a really, really good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, it's semi-sonic, it's bare yeah. naked ladies, a bit yeah. of madness in there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's quite. It's. I mean, I won't say it's quite eclectic. It's not eclectic. It's all those things that mm. were playing at the time. Oh no! The actual. The actual. Um, yeah, the actual. Oh, the actual soundtracks oh, yeah, yeah. on there. Oh, cool. Apart from one track, Basse Ferris. Okay. Well, that's a. Shame. Oh well. Um, I mean, you're happy because it has "War by the Cardigans." Oh, I'm so happy when that came on. It's only on for two seconds when. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bianca are in the car yes. pulling in from the prom. Yeah. It's, t- it's tiny because they're playing it on the... And I love that when it's in a, on a car stereo, but then it'll also become on the on the soundtrack. Mm. But yeah, War by the Cardigans is in one of the greatest films ever ever written, produced, directed and uh, and created, which is A Life Less Ordinary. It's not as good as this. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
I can't, you know what, in all honesty, I can't ever, you know, when you love films so much, yes. you you just, you have no sense of where they would be in real life to others. And I'm sure that those sorts of films would, wouldn't be as good as this. But to me, they are like, I, they're oh, no, untouchable. No, no. I consider like this, this, I consider this as your yeah. A Life of Ordinary. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not as good a film as 12 Angry Men or mm, Casablanca, mm, but mm. It, it, I prefer it to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's where where your heart is, I, I suspect. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, go on. It's hard because I know you love it so much. Just pretend but... I'm not listening. <laughs> Don't put you, your hands over your face. Yeah, I'm going to give it... Can I give it three and three quarter stars? I mean, I'm offended, but... Why are you offended by that? It's a be- it's a four star film. Uh, um, it, yeah. I think you were entertained throughout. <laughs> I'm telling you what you think now, I realise. <laughs> yeah, yes. All right, I will give it four. I will give it four stars because it's so close to that anyway. Yeah. Three and three and three quarters. I, th- I think you mean by <laughs> knocking a quarter stars off. <laughs> well, it was three and a half for most of the time, and then um, I have lifted it to to four. I think there was there are problems with it. Yeah. You know there are problems with it, but yes, I was entertained all the way through. And I thought I was the only person who liked this film. Mm-hmm. But I think it's had quite a renaissance in the recent past. Like, uh, there was one point a couple of years ago where Twitter just went absolutely mad with 10 Things I Hate About You quotes. Even, like, you know... And when you say that, do you mean you? No, 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 no. It was, like, one of the stories. Like, people were just quoting their favourite... Like, I think someone had just, like, an influencer had put, like, tell me your favourite quote from 10 Things I Hate About You, and everyone had just quoted every single line. It's a very quotable film. Did you join in? No, no, I don't think I did. I don't think I did. I just enjoyed it because I always see these things like two days after they happen because that's just, I, I'm not that on with internet stuff. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> <laughs> just laughing maniacally. Even the other day, um, so Time Hop, which you yeah. don't use, do you? No, no. no. But at the, end, at the end of, when you scroll through all your status updates, they, um, they do, like, it tells you how many days in a row you've logged into Time Hop. And it's just a little number, and then there's always like a quote at the top of it. Um, and so some days it's just random stuff from films. But the other day, literally the other day, it was the thing that reminded me that I needed to do this. So, for example, today it's thank you, Chuck Norris. But the other day it was that must be Nigel with the Brie. Yeah. Which is a really random yeah. quote from this. Yeah. Um, from Buggy Lowenstein's party. Um, yeah, and you you do say that I because we burst out laughing when that came on, and you were laughing because of all of this and your time hop and all mm. the, all that stuff. But I was laughing because I'm like, I know that, I know that because you say that randomly. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Don't ask me to give you an example, but no, I, I know that line from you. I like it because you see Nigel being overrun mm. by kids with his freshly aired brie. Um, that's why I like. But yes. Yeah, oh well. Right, no more 10 things I hate about you, otherwise you'll go on all night. Next week we'll be reviewing the first of two spin-off TV series. <laughs> no, we will not. We will, have we I? I've never seen them. Right, 
let's stop there now. Ten things I hate about you and ten things I hate about Bye, life. Bye, everyone. <laughs> See you soon. See you Thanks later. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> Before you go, just a reminder that you can subscribe to the Honeymoon Period podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can join in the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for The Honeymoon Pod. Finally, if you like this episode and you think someone else would too, please share it. See you next time. to the bathroom before. <laughs> Sorry, just keep it rolling. Okay. I'll put it in at the end. <laughs>